Hi Preeti thank you so much for joining me today on the latest episode of Millionaire on a Budget I recently in a recent uh, episode uh, talked about the new tax regime and uh, figured that a lot of our listeners have a lot of queries and confusion you know after so many changes were announced in this budget so before we get on to you know clarifying those uh, issue, uh, those queries um could you help us understand what exactly are these tax saving instruments and how do they work like how do they help you save on those taxes sure uh thanks saloni for having me it's a pleasure to be with you on this podcast and as you very rightly said now you know in this uh, budget several changes have been announced to the new tax regime and that has left some taxpayers confused uh you know and we can talk about that in detail but i'll just come straight away to your question around tax saving instruments uh essentially you know if you look at the difference between the new and the old tax regime the new tax regime has no tax benefits uh none of the section 80c benefits where you know uh, section 80c allows you to reduce your total taxable income by 1 and 1/2 lakhs if you invest in certain specified instruments for example if you do elss or if you pay life insurance premium you do ulips uh you do ppf all of these are eligible to be claimed under section 80c uh but under the new tax regime and this is not now this is ever since it was introduced yeah. section 80c i guess two years has not been correct yeah uh section 80c has not been kept 
uh, as part of the new tax regime mm-hmm. now a lot of people ask this question that you are asking whether it makes sense and yeah, like what are even relevant taxing? you know to to uh, invest because a lot of investors you know used to go for such investment options mostly to save tax of course when you invest that is a long term goal for you but choosing these certain tax saving you know like instruments was mostly to save on taxes so you know now with the new uh, announcements that we've had you know like the question as you said like does it make sense is it still relevant yeah so uh, you know in that sense i think there are two aspects that taxpayers need to be uh, conscious of the first is which of the tax regimes is better suited to them and you know we'll discuss about this but essentially if you are somebody who claims exemptions you are salaried you get hra you get various other types of reimbursements uh, then it may be you know sort of i'm tempted to say mandatory or very very important for you to consider these tax saving investments and continue uh, continuing to do them so that's the first thing figure out which regime is applicable to you the second thing is that you know uh, we've always talked about this and uh, and you know we always end up saying that when you are making an investment just uh, you know tax is just one aspect of it so the tax benefit when you're investing and the tax benefit when you're exiting that is one aspect of the investment you also need to look at various other factors as to you know what is your overall portfolio what are your risks what are your goals right, uh, right. you know how important it is for you to get into equity or debt or you know fixed income and all of that so that broader zoomed out vision is very very important for all taxpayers to see where their money needs to go so that they are meeting their financial goals and in any case if you are doing a tax saving investment try to zoom out and not just look at the tax angle uh, however coming back to the first point which is which of the two regimes are beneficial to you and if it is the old regime which works for you then you have to just sort of keep going with uh, whatever tax saving you were doing you must uh, continue to do that right so so as you uh, you know you mentioned you know based on your income range and you know other things that matter so like could you give an example you know could you take like for someone who's in the 5 to 10 uh, you know lpa bracket and someone who's in 10 to 15 lpa if you do a certain calculations would it differ you know like income range to income range you know to see you know to select old or new or like what are the factors that one should keep in mind you know just have a basic idea of you know okay fine i should go with this old one only continue with the old tax regime or go with the new tax regime yeah sure i think we can just you know by doing a back of the on calculation we can right. just quickly arrive at a few conclusions first one being that if you are in the range of 7 and a half lakhs mm-hmm. uh, if you are earning 7 and a half lakhs or below then uh, and assuming you are salary in that situation you will end up paying zero tax Correct. if you opt the new regime mm-hmm. so i think that bit is very clear that if you are somebody who's up to 7 and a half lakhs so for that person uh, of course like salary, your, yeah new tax would make sense than that for person yeah uh, absolutely so the new tax regime would make sense for such a person and you should sort of uh just opt for it mm-hmm. uh 7 1/2 i'm saying because 50000 is the standard deduction Correct, yeah. uh, but if you are if you are non salaried even then up to 7 lakhs you don't pay any tax under the new regime uh now coming to the next bracket which is you know say 8 till 15 mm-hmm. now this is actually pretty interesting you know because our employers and we all are so used to having that little bit of flexibility in our ctc you know where we go and claim broadband reimbursement we 
claim telephone right. bills mm-hmm. uh, some uh, companies offer reimbursement towards books and periodicals uh, and you know if you're like sort of in a professional and you're employed somewhere then you may be able to uh, claim you know you're buying some books which are relevant or periodicals or whatever so there are several kinds of you know deductions which are built in so there is food coupons uh, which may be small but all of these together add up and help you save tax now when you do that analysis and you see what your employer is offering you in terms of exemptions or reimbursements and then if you also top it up with you know claiming an atc doing some health insurance uh if you're doing nps then you know our assessment is that most taxpayers will still benefit from being uh in the old regime so okay. they will continue to benefit so if you're doing hra so now you know there are a lot of youngsters who live away from home they are paying right. rents uh for them you know if they are claiming hra then straight away they, that's that's a lot of benefit that's yeah. a lot of tax benefit now if they combine it with atc or if they start to do health insurance and all of that then uh, they will see that they benefit from being in the old regime right and i think insurance in something that is not just you know based on tax it's based on other factors as well so at least they can claim that amount for sure yeah and also you know there's another viewpoint saloni and i think it's important to talk about it which is uh, when you are getting a tax benefit it also becomes a driver for you to sort of consider these things yeah you know i'm not right. sure today's generation is so much uh, <laughs> uh, you know they they consider like you know buying the best phones and you know having the latest gadgets and Living all of life that as they say right Yeah exactly so if they end up saving or investing because there is a tax benefit i think that's all in the good for now so so it's like you know higher the tax bracket and if that helps you save more because of the deductions then of course the old tax regime works for you isn't it yeah and interestingly you know if you just if you want to do the math then uh, those who are upwards of 5 crores mm-hmm. if they and i don't know if they are, if they have time to listen to this podcast mm-hmm. but if you're somebody in that uh, range right. then because of the reduction in surcharge rate you will benefit greatly from being in the new regime so then the old regime is you know it's it's it makes no sense for you so yeah, somebody think, in yeah. those kind of tax brackets just because there is reduction in uh, the surcharge rate they will there's a huge yeah, tax benefit from from being in the in the new regime yeah right uh, one more uh, you know like a quick clarification from you is that uh, uh when you said right you know uh, like when you explained how you know if you have a higher income tax uh, sorry higher income uh, bracket then you know the old tax works for you but then uh when you see uh, the new tax obviously has you know the less rates so obviously it makes it more attractive so when you try to balance you know you have deductions in one hand then you have you know lower tax rate in one hand then what 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 then what do you do then see ideally if you are a taxpayer ultimately you are bothered about how much money i am paying to the government you know uh, while you may get influenced by tax rates that you know new regime has Correct, a rate yeah. of 5% 10% 15% whereas the old regime is only offering 10 20 30 and so on uh, you may feel influenced or you may be tempted to look at those rates but ideally you should run a calculation or you can use any of uh, the online calculators and ultimately what you're looking at is what is the final tax outcome if that is lower in the new regime you go for that and if it is lower in the old tax regime then you sort of choose the old regime so you know don't be sort of uh, fascinated by the fact that there is a lower tax rate ultimately how much you pay to the government what 
comes into your bank account i think it's it's just a play of that but don't you think now that we have like you know these two sorts of options anyway even you know before even when we had just you know like one tax regime people used to be so you know annoyed with filing all these tax you know papers and doing so much of calculation that now that we have two there's so many questions you know being come up you know ki oh which one should we choose and so many calculation to see which you know works for us or which doesn't so like do you think it has become more complicated because of course you know like the government claims that obviously they have introduced the new one uh, the to make it more simple and there are also talks that you know ultimately that will become the default one so so any any insights on that yeah i think uh, you know uh, the trend is pretty clear that the new tax regime is likely to become the default regime because they have completely left the old regime untouched so not a single tax change has happened to the old regime which simply means that you know perhaps we'll see more deductions or more benefits in the new regime to make it more attractive now coming to the confusion i think yeah i think essentially a lot of people are unsure as to you know what what yeah. should i opt for where do i benefit how do i go about this but if you look at people who filed their tax returns last year hmm. a very small percentage actually opted for the new tax regime i think people can use this time as a you know uh, especially when the new financial year begins or this moment you know when the budget has come out to actually sort of just open their last year's tax return and check on a few things you know have they maximized atc we ran us uh, you know we we analyzed some data we studied some data and we saw that a large percentage of people don't maximize atc like we calculated and we saw those who are earning more than 8 lakhs more than 10 lakhs around 40 45% only maximized 1 and 1/2 lakhs and some people just left the money on the table so you know i think this is a good time for anybody if you have a spare weekend just sit down and see what your last year's tax return was looking like and did you maximize atc which is 1 and 1/2 lakhs are you doing health insurance what about nps take these decisions and you know like we were talking at the start of the show that uh, you look at these investments not just from a tax saving standpoint but overall how do they fit into yeah. your portfolio and your goals if you do that my my uh, you know assessment is that if you're above 10 12 lakhs you will benefit from being in the old tax regime you will benefit from being diligent about tax saving and investing and now is a good time to do that i mean uh, you know collectively we can we can show to the government that we will claim these benefits and you know there is benefit there and then we can push the i mean i have that sense that if the government sees that still the new regime is not attractive to a large number of uh, people uh, it may be tempted to add some benefit some more benefits to the new regime so essentially just you know instead of getting confused just look at historical data see what it's telling you are you maximizing what you could and if you haven't then you still have time until they sort of uh, shut down the old regime so maximize what you can and use a bunch of online calculators clear tax has one then right. uh, you'll find uh, even the department is running something you can come to our website you can sort of do an analysis so you know use whatever mm-hmm. uh, resources are available to you and uh, spend some time understanding so does clear which... also have now like after the new tax regime do they give any kind of difference uh, situation kind of table or are you coming up with that Oh yeah yeah so you know last time when people filed tax returns with us they could uh, and no matter which regime they were uh, you know sort mm-hmm. of opting for at the final step they could see if you opt for the new regime you'll save oh, okay. this much tax so if you opt like for the, the old now, regime yeah 
Yeah, oh. exactly. Amount. Yeah. So you could like there were people who ended up switching to the new or the old regime mm-hmm. wherever they benefited because if you're salaried, then you have the option to switch every year. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, when you're filing, yeah, at the time of filing, no matter what you did through the year, at the time of filing, you just see which one benefits you, then, and you're allowed yeah. to switch. You know, right? Obviously, you just want to save as much as you can. So I think yeah, that's exactly. very interesting set of data that you do not uh, talked about that how they you know uh, yeah last year you said you know a lot of people don't even use that ATC and you know they don't even churn out that much of you know saving that they can from that deduction so that's something obviously and as you know how you mentioned that they should obviously look at the previous filings and see you know what works for them so thank you so much you know for that advice at least I think that should help a lot of our listeners to understand you know as to how to go about this. Now coming back to the tax saving instruments. Now I mean, see, I mean, there are certain, for example, ELSS is something that was you know considered some uh, you know only as a tax saving thing because I mean, whenever you used to think tax saving ELSS, I mean, of course, NPS and you know everything else is there, but I'm talking about you know like something like uh, like from a mutual fund stocks point of view. Now, what happens to that? For example, like if I am choosing the new tax regime, but I have invested in ELSS funds. Now what do I do? Like because now it's lock-in period, and should I just keep? Because for me, the main purpose was to you know save tax from that. I mean, I am so confused right now that I don't know. You know what? I'm just talking about you know from like just a case study, for example. So, what should I do then? What should I do with the funds? Should I just keep it? Like what? What do I do? Yeah, I think the beauty of ELSS mutual funds is that they invest. 65% or more of their corpus into equities mm-hmm. that itself gives that fund an opportunity to do perform exceptionally now the only thing is that these funds have a lock in of 3 years and mm-hmm. if you stay put for 5 years or 7 years or even more than that if you don't need the money sort of don't pull it out uh if you stay invested you will benefit now as an overall portfolio if you want to get into aggressively into equities then ELSS is actually is actually not a bad choice so mm-hmm. no matter which tax regime you opt for if you are committed to investing in ELSS funds if you understand them if you know the performance uh, of your particular fund if you're sure uh, you know this has worked for you so far then even if you opt for the new regime ELSS definitely has a place in your portfolio so you know it's it's something that is purely equity based uh it has a lock in which in my view is a good thing you're committed for 3 years and mm-hmm, then right. uh if you're invested for a period beyond that then you will have like a great returns so why not i mean just look at it yeah. as any I other mutual the, the fund perception is to change, go for it. just like you know okay not just a tax thing now let me look at it as just a mutual fund if it's adding to my yeah. because i think a lot of that was because you know it was something that was particular for tax but i i mean i also there are talks you know that uh, because of this new tax regime uh, there will be you know less interest in this whole this investments and you know so do you think the same do you do you agree, agree to that kind of argument yeah so you know i think what the government is now doing is stepping out of its role as a driver for investments and mm-hmm. it's not going to tell you go to ppf and mm-hmm. you know save tax or go to uh, ulfs and do this now they want to step out of that and uh, and they want to give you the freedom to choose wherever you want to invest i think this is a great opportunity so you know my my uh, thought is that this is a great time for everyone to you know uh, sit back and take a look at 
very deeply around what their financial goals are and stop looking at everything from a tax standpoint and stop doing all tax saving and all investing in you know in the uh, jan to march quarter now is the time to actually you know sit down think around how much you want to save what percentage of your right. salary you want to save which kind of instruments are better suited to your risk file what are your goals you want to buy a house you want to buy a car or you want to get married or so on and so forth and you know sort of figure out what your goals are and invest so the government wants to step out of you know that it's it's that big daddy role of you know let me tell mm-hmm. you that these are the right. instruments you should get into to save tax uh, so i think that freedom has definitely come uh, but yeah the downside is that there is no sort of push to move into investing now that push has to come from you there's there's no gov- there's not going to be any government driven schemes where you know you will not only invest you save tax so like you have to sort of take the owners the the ownership uh, of your financial goals and you know work towards them so yeah yeah, yeah. Right. and i also you know i think previously people were scared to invest so i think that was also another driver for the you know government to at least let people do that but nowadays at least in the past 3 4 years we have seen so many people not even scared to invest right they don't even care if it's going to save tax or not it's just like another source of income for them so i think even that when i don't think so the government will have to now you know take that as you said be the big daddy and you know try to push you to invest because it is a long term thing that you have to do irrespective of the tax matter or not yeah i think but uh, you know in of building a certain uh, commitment towards your financial goals i think that becomes more and more important uh, yeah. you know we we uh, we may be having more money coming into our account mm-hmm. uh, we we have we may have more <coughs> uh, money to spend but ultimately what we do with it i uh, become more and more important yeah right okay um thank you so much you know for clearing all these doubts any any last thoughts or pointers that you would have that you would want our listeners to take a note of yeah i think i've just uh, you know leave everyone with uh, with some advice which is that uh, it's it's march and the financial year is ending so if you've still not maximized atc please do that you can claim one and a half lakhs you can so if your total taxable income say comes to 12 lakhs and you claim atc then you will pay tax only on 10 and a half lakhs so just you know just log into whatever system your employer uses and see what your total tax calculation looks like and if you haven't maximized if you haven't done the atc do it right now before the financial year ends if you have reimbursements uh, now is the time to do that because you can't claim reimbursements uh, you know through your tax return but if you do a tax saving by 31st even on the last few days you can still claim them in your tax return so now is the time maximize go for it uh, and save whatever tax you can thank you so much preeti you know for all the insightful uh, uh, you know and uh, thoughts and also clearing out so much of confusion that i'm sure a lot of us have had and also kind of giving this note you know just go and at least try to claim whatever is there left so thank you so much for your time and uh, uh, it was great to have you pleasure is all mine loni thank you well hopefully as promised i have helped you clear the doubts with crisp yet insightful and relevant conversations related to all things investing to get you started or push your investing journey for the better next time when we meet let's try to dive deep into exploring more topics and conversations that go beyond the basics of investing as remember you are in it to gain it for the long term 
In case you have anything to ask or you want to share your thoughts, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Saloni Kothari ninety five. You can also email me at saloni dot kothari at hdigital dot in. To get more updates on this podcast, follow HD Smartcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can also listen to more such podcasts on hdsmartcast dot com. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.